Hello, everyone, and welcome to Patience is a Virtue, the sports betting podcast all about finding value in futures wagering. I'm your host, Andrew, and on today's episode, we're going to take a look at the odds to win both the men's and women's college basketball national championship, as well as the odds to see who will finish with the worst record in the NHL. All of today's odds come on FanDuel, and so let's go ahead and get started with the men's national championship. Current odds see Houston as the favorites at plus 650, Alabama come in at plus 950, Purdue plus 1,000, Kansas plus 1,100, Arizona plus 1,400, UCLA plus 1,400, Tennessee plus 1,500, TCU at plus 1,600, and everybody else is at least 20 to 1. Now at this point in the season, it's time to lock up some tickets on teams that have shown themselves to be among the best in the country, but the price to win the title is still at an actionable number. Houston is perhaps the best team in the nation and should go deep in the tournament. So this number currently has a small amount of value, but it would be nice to get something a little bit larger. Unfortunately, that might only happen if they drop a few games, and it seems hard to imagine them losing more than two games in league play, as they're clearly the best team in the AAC. Now, they did just lose at home to Temple a few nights ago. Actually, both of their losses this season have come at home, which is kind of interesting. But I would still expect them to win the AAC regular season title and to end up with the number one seed in the tournament. I think they could definitely go deep in the tournament. Now, Purdue is looking more and more like they might be a contender for the title. With Player of the Year candidate Zach Eady, they have a strong inside presence that's going to be difficult to beat. Purdue currently leads the nation in rebounding differential and defensing, defensive rebounding differential. They're currently 14th in offensive rebounding differential, and they have the 11th best opponent scoring average per game at 59.8, so they're great on the defensive end. Also, the Big Ten is a bit down this year, so Purdue should get at least a wor- should get at worst a number two seed in the tournament. And I think if Zach Eady is able to maintain his presence down low, Purdue definitely has a chance to make the Final Four this year. So having a ticket on them could have some significant value. And the final team I want to take a look at is Tennessee at plus fifteen hundred. They're currently second in the nation in scoring differential, first in three point percentage differential, and second in opponent scores per game at 54.4. So they're very good on the offensive side and on the defensive side. Tennessee is also good at playing on the road with their only loss coming away from home this season at Arizona by five points. So they're definitely a tough team. Tennessee does have the right combination of effective scoring and tight defense that could make them very difficult and dangerous in March. And at plus 1500, you're going to have some wiggle room if you choose to hedge in the second weekend of the tournament or beyond. So they're making it to at least the Sweet 16. Ideally, you'd want to hedge more like the Elite Eight or Final Four. But I think at plus 1500, Tennessee gives you a lot of value and they could be a good ticket to have. And now let's turn our attention to the odds for the Women's National Championship. The odds see South Carolina come in as the favorite at plus 120, Stanford plus 400, UConn at plus 700, LSU at plus 1,000, and Indiana and Notre Dame at both at plus 1,500. I think there is still some time to take advantage on this price on LSU. It has been dropping, but getting one plus 1,000 on a team that is in the top six in the nation in points per game, they're number one, field goal percentage, number five, scoring differential at number two in the nation, and opponent scoring at number six in the nation still has tremendous value. They're still undefeated, and they're looking like they're going to get a number two seed at worst in the tournament. Now, I think South Carolina is the best team in the nation, but at this price, and if LSU can make the Final Four, you're going to have plenty of opportunities to hedge based on the matchup. Now, LSU only plays South Carolina once in conference play, and that game is in Columbia, South Carolina. And I think that matchup is going to tell us a lot about this LSU team. I think if LSU were able to keep it close, it's going to show that they are a very dangerous team and having a ticket on them to win the national championship could play lots of dividends in the future. 
And let's wrap up this episode by taking a look at the odds to finish with the worst regular season record in the NHL. And bear in mind, this does include all tiebreakers. Columbus lead the market at minus 105, Anaheim at plus 190, Chicago Blackhawks at plus 320, Arizona at plus 1100, San Jose come in at plus 2200, and everybody else is greater than 100 to 1. Now looking at the standings, Columbus is bottom of the Eastern Conference with 31 points, with a record of 13, 14 wins, 30 losses, and 3 overtime losses. Anaheim is in second in the West, with a similar 33 points on 14 wins, 29 losses, and 5 overtime losses. Chicago is down in last position in the West, with 32 points on 14 wins, 28 losses, and 4 overtime losses. Anaheim actually just defeated Chicago last night. Now, Arizona sits on 35 points, and San Jose are down in 38 points. I think the best value is going to be on Anaheim at a plus money price. Again, they have a similar point total to Columbus with equal amount of wins. More importantly, Anaheim is actually worst in the NHL with a minus 83 goal differential, which is 21 goals worse, worse than Columbus, who are in second position. And they have scored the second fewest number of goals this year at 118, which is good for only 2.4 points per game or goals per game. And that ranks as the second worst in the NHL. Now, Columbus, on the other hand, they have a 2.47 goals per game average, and they have nine more assists. So they're a little bit better than at sharing the puck than is Anaheim. And they've been giving up 3.87 goals per match, as as opposed to Anaheim, who have been giving up 4.15. Now, one argument for Columbus would be the record against the Eastern Conference, especially against their own division, which is the Metropolitan. They've been pretty bad at going seven wins, 22 losses, and one overtime loss in the East so far. And they have four, one, excuse me, and they have a record of four wins, 11 losses, and one overtime loss in the Metro division. Anaheim, by contrast, has done well in the Pacific Division, going 6-6-1. In all the other divisions, they've been terrible, but they benefit from having games against San Jose and Vancouver, neither of which are going to be going to the playoffs. So, games against these two teams are chances to get points, even if that doesn't benefit them to do so in terms of their draft position. Columbus, on the other hand, doesn't have this benefit, as all of their division opponents, except for Philadelphia, are all in striking position for the playoffs. So they might not have as many winnable games in the second half of the season, which could see them end up with the lowest point total. When it comes down to it, I think Columbus, Anaheim, and Chicago are all going to be down at the bottom of the table. But I'm going to go with Anaheim based on their leaky defense and the lack of goal production. And I'm also going to get them at a short plus money price, which is what is valuable at this point. Now, if you do place a bet on any of these teams, I would make it small just because, again, these teams have around 35 games left to play, which is a fair amount. This is still a good market to keep your eye on because if one of these teams does go ahead and win a few games in a row, I think the prices are going to change very quickly and you might be able to get them at a much better price because their odds will ultimately shorten. But these teams are pretty bad and they should see down near the bottom of the table. So if you can start getting multiple teams at plus money price, you might be able to lock in a profit. And that's going to do it for this episode of Patience is a Virtue. Thank you very much for listening and supporting the show. Please remember to subscribe to get episodes as soon as they come out and leave a five-star review to help us grow. Good luck with any bets you might place, and I'll see you next time.